With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom of America, Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. We're having a great day. Uh, we're coming to you from the TireRack.com studios. Man, what a great, I mean, this is going to be such a good show. Feeling so, con- sometimes, you know, you just feel confident in what you're doing on that given day. Oh, TireRack.com studios. You know, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be as uh, they got over, what, 10,000? 10,000 retailers? This, this crazy, crazy stuff. Um, broadcasting live from there. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way that tire buying should be. Okay, just quick programming notes so you understand what's coming up. Okay, Randy Mueller is going to join us. He's a former general manager of the Saints and Dolphins, former NFL executive of the year. So we'll get his sense of Brady, what it was like to compete against Brady in that division when he was in Miami. Okay. Uh, Rick Stroud's going to join us. Rick, of course, has covered the Buccaneers for years, so he can give us a lot of perspective on these past couple years, what Brady was like, did they know, and all of those different things. Plus, we actually have other stuff to get to. we got a ton of, of other stuff to get to. Uh, LeBron's game last night in Madison Square Garden. Maybe that makes the show probably in the press and in game time. There's other elements to it. There's also the... The, the, the Steve Wilkes not being retained in Carolina. David Tepper, the owner, has come out and made a statement in regards to the claims that race played a factor 
in the in the hiring practices of uh, NFL coaches and specifically the Carolina Panthers. But let's 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 start with this. By now, you've heard Tom Brady's announcement that he's going to retire. And it was in the simplest form possible. Just him, his own cell phone look like in the beach uh, on the beach somewhere in South Florida. I think it's actually Miami. There's been lots of rumors that he's relocating to a home he has in Miami. Giselle has that one. He was seen looking for uh, touring a school for his kids in Miami. Been long rumored. That's why they went to Tampa. It's close to Miami. That allowed him to fly anywhere. It's a city where Giselle is, in fact, comfortable. We know they're not together. We'll get to the divorce and how much that played a factor upcoming. But by now, you know, Tom Brady's retiring. And I, I actually thought that, and I'll give credit where it's due. I actually thought that ESPN lucked into this thing and was able to have the perfect crew on first take. Why? And you're like, wait a second, first take. You go off on Stephen A sometimes. Sometimes when he has an erratic take or when the, whoever's debating doesn't know what they're talking about, we'll call him on it. We'll do the same on any show. It's the beauty of what we're able to do here. But, but he had Mike Francesa on. Stephen A. had Mike Francesa on for first take. Mike Francesa and, uh, and the dog, right? That's Christopher Russo. It used to be Mike and the dog. And the reason that I speak with respect towards Russo and Francesa is, hey, none of us would be here doing what we do if not for what those guys created in sports radio. Interactive, hot takes, debate, all wrapped into one. Right? Francesca and Russo, Mike and the Dog, legends in the industry, the very first to make it big, and they were doing hot takes and debate before anybody was doing hot takes and debate. They just were. Francesca said that he's the most successful quarterback of all time. And he was putting it into context. That look, the best regular season quarterback was Peyton Manning. The best postseason or Super Bowl quarterback is Joe Montana. And he's had, you want to call it the best career, the most successful career, which by the way, is something that I've said for years. And I do think that part of the confidence, part of the preparation, part of the all the little things that have allowed him to win are part of what makes a quarterback. And so I've always thought that the best player of the position that I've ever seen in terms of checking all the boxes was Aaron Rodgers. Right? Because he had the athleticism and arm strength of John Elway. Like John Elway had what you see Pat Mahomes doing or uh, honestly, like uh, I think Justin Herbert reminds me a ton of John Elway because John Elway's teams weren't great, but he got him to the Super Bowl and then they got blown out the first couple of Super Bowls. And then late in his career, he won two, but he was more of a figurehead. It was a running team and a great defensive team. And occasionally he would make a big play. But John Elway had an immense amount of talent. I think that Aaron Rodgers had that greater accuracy. He was also for a long time incredibly well-liked considering who he replaced, how he handled himself. Late here in his career, he's, he's been a bit divisive. 
you know, not just with the media, but I'm sure in his locker room with some of the things he said and some of the ways in which he's handled himself. And that's not great quarterbacking. But in terms of checking all the boxes for intelligence, skill, accuracy, foot speed, ability to make plays in, out of the pocket, uh, you got to have the hand size, the arm angles, all that stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers checked every box. Now, look, I'm not diminishing Mahomes, who we'll see a week from Sunday. And I said, going back two months ago, hey, we need to start at least factoring him into any of these discussions for all-time greats because he's got to be right there. I don't know why we have to wait 10 more years when the first five years have been unreal how good he is. But let's just deal with the guys who have played and assume that Aaron Rodgers plays a year, two more years. Aaron Rodgers checked every box and he's performed well in the biggest of games. Peyton Manning, when he retired, I know I was doing the same job. Most football people are like, that's the best pure quarterback. Like think of what he was able to do without great arm strength. You know, and just understanding defenses, understanding the game. They came up short in the playoffs because it got a lot more physical and timing routes didn't work. And because he wasn't an athlete who could make plays with his feet or throw guys open, sometimes they came up short. They were built to play in the dome with the lead, pin your ears back, and they struggled at times, especially against the Patriots. But Peyton was considered the iconic quarterback when he retired. And what people have forgotten is that Tom Brady, when he was actually at his physical best and mentally at his best as well, they didn't win a Super Bowl for a decade. Which actually proves how many other things have to go in your favor in order to win it that has nothing to do with you. But can I point out the part of Tom Brady which... Now, look, I didn't watch all of First Take. I didn't watch all of Undisputed. I didn't listen to all of Dan Patrick's show or all of Colin's show. But I have yet to hear anybody say this. The business model that the Patriots followed, whoever was able to convince Brady or whether it was Brady's idea, however it worked, I don't know. Tom Brady was never the highest paid player in the National Football League. And if you want to say, well, that speaks to, hold on. Tom Brady had 50 touchdown passes in the year. He had the only undefeated regular season since the 72 Dolphins. Did you guys know that? By the way, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. The next year when that team was back, he tore his ACL. They still won 11 games to make the playoffs. Again, height of his powers, best team he ever had, didn't win a Super Bowl. Shows that there's some luck and other team factors that have to take place. But what we're seeing in football now, where teams have to decide, do I go all in on a quarterback and a second contract, knowing that it's going to hurt the rest of my roster, or do I go with a quarterback on a rookie deal, like the Eagles, like the Niners, and go through the laundry list of what the Ravens have been able to do up until this year, he's in the fifth year option, what the Browns were able to do in rebuilding their, their team. You go and look, and what the, the window that the Chargers have, how long does that last with Justin Herbert? Right? That window of when you have, do you go with a rookie quarterback? I mean, look, the reason that the Seahawks were able to build an unbelievable defense around Russell Wilson was, 
I mean, he was a third-round pick. He didn't make any money for a couple years. Dak Prescott, same with the Cowboys. They had an incredible roster because he wasn't making anything. Now he's making a bunch of money, and we got to get rid of somebody, Amari Cooper. Guess what they could have used when they lost in the playoffs? Amari Cooper. Tom Brady didn't have that problem. The Patriots still parted ways with older players, but they always had more money to play with because their quarterback wasn't so selfish and self-centered that he didn't see the long game. It's like Aaron Rodgers could have done this with Green Bay. Hey, you don't like your surrounding talent? You don't think you have a good enough tight end? You want a veteran wide receiver? You know what you could have done? You could have renegotiated a contract where you made $20 million. Instead, you signed one that you made $53 million. No one's saying you don't have the ability. You haven't earned it. But the way that this sport is structured is there's one pile of money. It's a pie. And the bigger the pie you take, the less pie there is for everybody else. I don't know if it was Tom. I don't know if it was Don Yee, his agent. I don't know if it was Bill Belichick. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I'm going to give credit to Tom Brady because at the end of the day, he's in charge of his own career. He makes the call. Accept, don't accept contract offers. He took less money for years upon years upon years, even when he went to Tampa. Like, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, do you think he's taking a penny less than he's owed to go to play for the Jets, the Raiders, the Knights? Of course not. He's in the LeBron category with took care of his body above and beyond what anybody else took care of his body, so his career was longer. That should be mentioned. He was, of course, a six-round pick. It has to be mentioned he played for arguably the greatest coach of any generation. And I know Andy Reid's doing incredible things. Bill Belichick had 20 years of dominance, but that 20 years of dominance was greatly helped out by the fact that his quarterback never took top dollar. When you tell your kids, your grandkids, when you tell your friends about Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II, and you see him pop up on Fox's coverage of the Super Bowl. I don't know if he'll be in the booth or they'll do something. But damn, they got him under contract. Do you really think a seven-time Super Bowl champion who's under contract with Fox is not going to be on the game? Of course he is. When you see Tom Brady pop up on Fox's coverage of the Super Bowl. And people start to talk about the all-time greats. And Rob Parker says luckiest of all time. Other people say greatest of all time. Mike Francesa says most successful of all time. Overall, best career of all time. Just remember that the number one thing that allowed him to be successful was the fact that he never played on a bad team. They were in the AFC East. That division has been a mess. It's fair. It was a ready-made Super Bowl caliber team when he took over for Drew Bledsoe. Also fair. But managing his own salary, sacrificing his own ego, never being a guy that took top dollar. That's as important as taking care of your body, as delivering the football on time, as finding an offensive coordinator who fits with you, as playing for a great coach. All that. It, if you don't have dudes around you, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's the part that Tom Brady should probably get the most credit for because we live in a world where 
hey, if you respect me, you pay me. That's what you hear from people. If you respect me, it's not about the money. It's about respect. But if you play the long game, it's like Aaron Rodgers, $53 million or $20 million. Dude, you can't spend that money if you tried. Unless you took it all in Bitcoin, thought you outsmarted the world, instead of just taking it in dollar bills like the rest of the world. Oh, you lose $10 million in taxes. Okay, you got $10 million a year. You can't live on that. You know, you put it in something smart, 10% interest without lifting a finger. That's a million dollars a year. You can't live on that after making $150, $200 million the rest of your career. Of course you can. Everyone says they want to win. Okay. Everyone says they want to win. There is not a quarterback who's ever played football that doesn't want to win. But wanting to win means, are you willing to not drink beer in the season? Eat better than anybody else. Get your rest. Are you willing to take a little less money? Are you willing to get dog cussed in films? Are you willing to sacrifice everything? Success and oftentimes is not just about confidence and belief and preparation. It's also about sacrifice. He sacrificed time with his family. He sacrificed what he ate, how he took care of himself. He sacrificed his ego in film sessions and he sacrificed financially, which tell me somebody who's been willing to do that at his level. Doesn't happen. That's what you should remember about Tom Brady. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. 
I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's the Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to uh, Randy Mueller's thoughts on the kind of odd hiring of Sean Payton in Denver, where he wasn't their first choice. First choice is D'Amico Ryans. Might not have been their second choice. Uh, anyway, the Doug Gottlieb show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Look, it's interesting to me that Peyton first turned it down. I think Peyton played this thing brilliantly. Brilliantly. He didn't need the job. Because he didn't need the job, they didn't offer him the job, and he might not like the job, but if you, if you know a Mark, and when you have a new owner in the NFL who was embarrassed by the product they threw out there, understands the investment that he made in order to buy the team, the investment that he made in the quarterback, and all the other candidates go, Phew. he found the guy who, it was likely about money. But what does it look like with all the compensation they had to give to New Orleans and how fixable is Russell Wilson? Randy Mueller joins us. He's a former general manager of the Saints and the Dolphins, former NFL executive of the year. He hosts the Football GM podcast for The Athletic. And, oh, you know Tom Brady all too well. Um, here's what I said, Randy, that, again, you were part of it in that era, that we all know about the greatness on the field. Um not just where he's drafted, coming back from the ACL, you know, late in his career, having that resurgence after they go in a decade without winning a Super Bowl. I think, though, that the sacrifice that he made, not just in his personal life, his diet, but financially, not taking top dollar, especially when we see, again, in this era, all these quarterbacks that make the most money, Mahomes as maybe the exception. Even them, they've been able to kind of patch together. They had to, they had to part ways with their most talented wide receiver, maybe the most talented player. I think the take, not taking top dollar should be a huge part and maybe the most important part in the Brady story. He didn't take top dollar when he went to Tampa as a free agent. And of course he could have. You lived it. How big a part of the Tom Brady equation is that? Unbelievable, and I think you're right on. I think it's 
something that doesn't get talked about often, um, especially now. And you're right. He could have demanded top dollar when he went to Tampa. He did not. I mean, all of the ex-players and his ex-teammates have said he's the best teammate they've ever had. Well, this is part of it. For a franchise and for a front office, he's the best teammate they've probably ever had, too, for all these reasons. He's totally unselfish. He wants nothing to do with the individualism stuff. And that's what makes him what he is. His, his whole world is spent kind of building up others around him, and that includes the team. And uh, it's, it's an unbelievable tool for a front office to have. And you're right. I, I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, what was it like to compete against Brady and the Patriots? It was hard, and that, that's an understatement, obviously. But I remember when it first started, I happened to be the GM at the Saints, and we went up there to play a, it was either a Thursday night game or a Monday night game um, in 2000. And when we left there, we had a total different opinion of where the Patriots were than when we showed up. And that was the start of their dynasty. And, and then, as you know, when I was with ESPN for two or three years, I had a chance to go around and, and look at some training camps around the league, something I had never done as a lifelong employee of a particular team. But I'll, I'll never forget when I went to uh, Foxborough to watch the Patriots for a day or two, Tom Brady was one of the guys, just one of the boys. Bill Belichick at times, and I'm assuming he still does this when things don't go right, he has the guys run a lap. And guess who's running the lap, uh, talking and, and, and motivating his guys as they're running the lap like it's in gym class, you know? He, he, he did things that were uncharacteristic of the stars in this league, and therefore everybody knew who he was for the right reasons, not because he talked a different talk. He talked the same talk the whole way through. Incredibly hard to compete against at that level, and I think really the, the physical stuff is, is evident, but you, you, you hit it. It's the Monday through Saturday, the preparation and the sacrifice really of his whole life and a lot of us are in this game our whole lives. We have to set families aside. So he's not the only one, but it seems like a quarterback has to do it more than others. Maybe, you know, a head coach, maybe the GMs. Uh, but it, it takes a lot of time to get ready to do what they do on Sundays. And, and I think that made him something special. And it's really – I'm glad he retired, Doug, because I remember him at the top of his game. I think we saw a little bit of slippage this year mainly because maybe of all the things that were going on around his world outside of football. And I'm glad we can kind of celebrate it now and not have to put a Band-Aid on something and, and sit through another year or two. Um, okay, so now what for the Niners? Because there was a strong push in the media and many in football that thought, Niners, and we'll get to the Raiders in a second, what do you think the Niners do now? Brock Purdy ain't playing next year. You don't have Tommy John surgery and come back and play football next year. I don't care about the six months. Like that's six months until he's back throwing a football. Uh, he'll be out a year. W- what do you think they do? Well, I know this. They were all in on Trey Lance before the season started and really gave him the job. So my guess is that won't change. They will still go all in on him. They may have to have another guy in the room, a, a veteran guy to kind of help bridge the gap. But I think Trey Lance, becomes the guy if what you're saying is true medically if it's really a year-long injury i don't think they will hit the panic button at all i think possibly tom brady was maybe a part of that equation but here's the other thing if he were to be doug and we're just backtracking now but if he were to be that would have set back the development of trey lance and or brock purdy at some point 
definitely set back them initially. Maybe they catch up uh, in a year or two, but they've got to find out if Trey Lance can play. And I think that's why he'll move to the forefront if Brock Purdy's not ready. Hadn't they, didn't it feel like they decided he couldn't play? <laughs> well, he got hurt. They had decided to make him a starter, and he started the first couple games before he got hurt. So I think some of us on the outside have always doubted it just because he had so far to come. And the development has been completely stamped out because of injury. And, and now it's, it's his time to, to put up or, or move on. And I don't think there's any backtracking now. They've, they've barely invested multiple picks, put the franchise at, at really stake in the future by what they had to give up to, to move up to draft him. I don't think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are ready to move off of that right now. Um, okay, Vegas. Right? There, was a, there was the thought, you know, you bring in Tom Brady – because of the relationship with Josh. What about Garoppolo? Does that fit? Possibly. I think, obviously, there's the same relationship with Jimmy G. I think Jimmy will have some suitors, without a doubt. And I, I know they feel okay about where they are now. Um, but I think when you add to the equation the guys that will be on the street this year, whether it's Mike White, whether it's Garoppolo, there's a couple other names that are possibilities. I think you'll see the Raiders turning over every rock they can. And maybe that includes Aaron Rodgers, too. I mean, I, I, if I'm them, I'm all in on something that puts us in the top third at the position. Otherwise, we're spinning our wheels. And I don't know if Jared Stidham puts him there at this point. Uh, Jared Stidham and Jimmy Garoppolo back together again in, uh, in, in, in Vegas would, would be fascinating. How, how do you think Lamar Jackson apparently is going to be exclusive franchise tag? I'll give you my read on it. You tell me if I'm, I'm in the ballpark or if I'm way out, if far out in left field. I feel like this puts the power back in the hands of the Ravens, right? If they had not exclusive franchise tagged him, somebody could have gone in, come in, whether it would happen or not, and offered him the Deshaun Watson contract, and they would have lost him, got compensatory picks. In this case, now it gives them time. Hey, he wants to change the offense? All right, let's see you play in a different offense. Let's see how you succeed there. I just I don't know how you can give a guy some five year guaranteed deal. He's missed seven games both the past two years, and his performance since the MVP year hasn't been nearly up to MVP caliber. Not even in the discussion. Not all fault of his own, but that's just the reality of it. Plus, he's been hurt. What do you think about how Baltimore is handling it? I think they've handled it to this point okay. I, I would. Probably the only thing I could question is I may have had another option or two. And I, I think I've said this before, the worst deals I ever made as a GM were the ones where I had no options. And it seems like they've gone down this road with Lamar. And I'm not trying to replace Lamar. I'm just saying I might have had another option or two that, that allowed me to make a good business decision. I do think the tagging of Lamar does put the power in the team's hands. I think what they're doing, though, is just protecting their investment. That doesn't mean that Lamar is necessarily going to be there. Uh, for the long term, but if they wait to uh, shorten the gap and, and bridge to wherever you're going, if it's not him, I think Lamar kind of once he called off negotiations last year, I'm not sure he played out the end game as well as he probably should have. I mean, he was offered a lot of guaranteed money, and we all know that he preferred to have a fully guaranteed deal. I don't think the Ravens will ever give him that. I think that that ship has sailed, and he's got to make the best deal he can. The threat of not being around in the offseason uh, and just saying, I'll see you during the regular season, 
that doesn't really bother a team, Doug. I've been on the inside there. The distraction that the media creates in regard to that doesn't really affect the people inside the walls. Yeah, they get asked about it whenever they're made available to the media, but it's not something that's going to drive a decision, that's for sure. What's the lesson that we learned from Philadelphia and their ability to build this juggernaut team? Well, I think change is good. I think that's the thing that teams fight change a lot, but I think Howie Roseman has taken it to the next level and embraced change is good. It's okay to rebuild your team, and it's okay to continue to stockpile players. I think the big thing that, that they've done is they've built depth on the move, and they have coaches that are okay with that. A lot of times in the NFL, coaching staff or people get set in their ways and, and they fight change. I think the good news for Eagles fans is they won't fight change. They have a young staff. We'll coach whoever you bring in here, Howie, and they work good together. Obviously, they have constructed an offense that fits their quarterback perfectly. Uh, everybody should get credit for that, none more than Jalen Hurts himself and, and the improvement he's made. But they've been able to change offenses. This wasn't the offense that Shane Steichen showed up with. I was with him with the Chargers. This isn't what he does, but he's found a way to do this and get the most out of his star players. So I think they all get credit, but I think the overlying thing is you have to embrace change in this league and be okay with it and be confident in your evaluations and in your valuations to make this change. Um, okay. What about the Chiefs? Like they've been able to, and I know that the Mahomes contract really kicks in next season. I would tell you, I, I thought they were pretty fortunate to survive, right? I mean, Mahomes magic. I didn't like the last penalty call. I think they badly missed Tyreek Hill. I know they have other injuries at wide receivers, but like he's just a, he was a cheat code, and they're just kind of able to survive. But you had to nail it through the draft, and they they've done a really good job through the draft. Is there a lesson to be learned from? how the Chiefs have continued on this role, even though they've now paid their quarterback? Well, I think paying the quarterback, there's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're never going to make the decision to not pay your quarterback if he's ascending or playing at a high level like Pat Mahomes. What they decided to do was not pay others, and that's why you see Tyreek moving on. They decided we're not going to commit you know, $25 million to a wide receiver, and we're going to use it elsewhere. That 25 probably netted them another three or four players on their roster. It's all resource allocation, Doug, and it's just a matter of opinion how you divide up the pie and how you distribute the money to, to, to really build 53. It's not a starting 11. It's not 20 guys on offense. It's 53 altogether. So they found a way to do that. Credit to them. Again, the eighth in the hole is, is the quarterback. And as we found out with New England for 20 years, Tom Brady was a license to, to steal on some of these other things, and you don't have to be perfect around him. I think Pat Mahomes gives them that ace in the hole that they don't have to be perfect in roster construction because he can make up for uh, uh, quite a few flaws. Hmm. Randy, what do you make of, of what happened with Sean Payton where there was four or five guys they were interested in, everyone uh, spiced, I don't know if they all, I don't know if Dan Quinn turned them down or if he didn't get the offer. Um, D'Amico Ryans feels like he turned him down and then they went back to D'Amico Ryans and he still passed and took on Houston. Sean Payton, they circle back around to him and they get him yesterday. What do you make of how it went down in Denver? I don't think Denver had a choice. That's just my opinion, Doug. I think they had to bring in someone of the ilk of Sean Payton. He was the first name that I threw out there when they made the change. I just, they, they had mortgaged everything in that organization to set up Russell Wilson. It didn't work. They'll be the first to tell you that. They couldn't allow that to happen again. 
So if they hire any assistant coach, could be the greatest assistant in the history of assistants, he's still going to walk in there and Russell Wilson's going to be in charge. They hired the one guy now that, guess what, who's in charge. And he can sell that the minute he walks in without having to say a word. So I think Denver was doubling down on their Russell Wilson investment. I think they may have toyed with some other or, or lesser names. But at the end of the day, this was the only move I think that they could make, regardless of what else they had to give up draft pick-wise. They need to, to gain back control of their franchise, and I think, I think uh, Sean Payton does that for them. Randy, awesome stuff. Incredible insight. We really appreciate you joining us. Look forward to seeing you in Phoenix or in Scottsdale. Thanks for being our guest. You bet, Doug. Take care, bud. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening, MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All Star. And speaking of All Stars, All Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Game time brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. But, uh, get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan, what do you got, buddy? Doug, the game today is... What are the chances? All right, Doug, what are the chances that Tom Brady returns to the NFL next season? Uh, I'm going to say 5%, you know? I think he's retired, but I'm like never going to say 0%, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, what's to say he doesn't... I, I, I'll tell you this about going to the Super Bowl. Like, going there and broadcasting it, be very, very hard. Be a weird one for him, especially like, man, the Niners... I think he's done, but I'm not going to put. I'm not going to say 100. percent I'm pretty sure he's done. I'll say five. All right, Doug. What are the chances that Sean Payton and the Broncos make the playoffs next season? I think it's like 20 uh, percent. Okay, 20 percent. People say the division, the division, the division. Fine. Uh, three teams from the NFC East made it this year right so um th- th- with the extra teams in the playoffs there's plenty of playoff spots the-, the issue is going to be that first years and granted they'll have the same gm but when you ha- would sean pate would not have taken that job if he didn't have a lot of personnel decision making power not just money he wants personnel decision making power Th- that means it's going to be there's going to be a change in what they're doing and how they're doing it and that first year can be hard Look at the Raiders. I think Josh McDaniels is is a really good coach, but he had to figure out who he wanted to keep, who he didn't want to keep. Uh, Brandon Staley, I know for a fact that you know they still they had, you know Dan Quinn was there previous, but not Dan Quinn. Um, what's his name that uh, actually with the Raiders last year, defensive or defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley was there. Gus Bradley liked to liked to play with eight in the box. He likes to play with seven in the box. They had to change their their personnel, especially up front thicker bodies to stop the run, you know, in order to play that style. So that first year's, and I know this one's happened early, but it, it's kind of hard. You're reworking all your different schemes. I think it's a lower percentage. You don't just plug in a head coach, especially when you don't have a first round draft pick and, uh, and figure it out that way. The opponents for Denver next season, they're cross division. They, they have the AFC East. Uh, so they'll play all the teams there. And then for the NFC, they play the NFC North next year. Also a game against the Commanders as well, which is the 17th game. Doug, what are the chances that Jim Harbaugh coaches in the NFL again? If he doesn't take the Colts job. I know. I know. I said the same thing to myself. You know, he didn't get the Bears job. And and you're like, why are you saying Colts and Bears? Because he he played there. I do think that there's a the last one would be, would you bring would you bring him in um, if you made a change in L.A. with the Chargers? But I think it's like a ten percent chance. I think he's a college guy. I think he leveraged it. I think he kicked around the tires. I'm sure he got he's going to get a better deal with Michigan. And Jim Harbaugh is not a spring chicken. I think he's found his home. I think he stays. All right, Doug, what are the chances that we get some trash talk prior to Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and Eagles? We got a bunch of it. 
between the Chiefs and Bengals. But yeah, Chiefs and Bengals got to be tense, but they also played each other both the past two regular seasons and last year in the playoffs. <clears throat> but um, you know, I mean, the Kelsey brother thing is going to get tired if you're not tired of it already. Uh, but they'll have a little bit of they'll have playful trash talk. I think there'll be some. I mean, you got you got some personalities there. Frank Clark's a guy who doesn't not quiet. Eagles aren't quiet. Sirianni's annoying. Yeah, there'll be some. Uh, what are the chances? 30%. All right, Doug. What are the chances that the new Arena Football League lasts like the old one? As, yes, Arena Football is coming back. Uh, not great. Um, I'll say it's only, again, these are low numbers, 19%. The reason is <laughs> now we have, like, what, two spring football leagues, right? Yes. So, yeah, it's like... I, I love football, but how much minor league football can you actually watch? All right, finally, Doug, NBA trade deadline a week from tomorrow. What are the chances that the Lakers make a move before the deadline? They already uh, acquired Rui Hachimura in that deal with the Wizards. Eighty-five percent. All right, I think I'm they'll not... make a move. I don't know if I don't know if it's a big move. I th- they'll make a move. They'll make a move because I think that they believe they're they're closer than most people think they actually are. And that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, Speaking of Lakers, big win in Madison Square Garden. Dramatic recovery from LeBron James. Like, he was the night before, foot soreness, really want to take time off, didn't know why his foot was sore. The next, the very next night, dramatic recovery leads the Lakers to win. It is not, Mr. Miyagi was the MVP for the Lakers last night. Really amazing stuff. All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, we're live at the TireRack.com studios. It's called The Midway. We're going to discuss Super Bowl storylines we're already tired of hearing. You're going to love it. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.